This is Dropout Nation. I'm Rashawn Fiddle. Today on The Conversation, Dr. Steve Perry and I talk about the NAACP's war on charter schools and school choice. This is The Conversation with Dropout Nation, and I got Dr. Steve Perry on the line, a champion for children. How's it going, Steve? Fantastic, brother. How you been? Oh, I've been great. I've been great. So here's a question. Uh, the NAACP has passed a mort- passed a resolution calling for a moratorium on the expansion of charter schools. What do you think of this? What I know is that the NAACP is significantly out of touch, embarrassingly so. Not just out of touch with the will of the people, which is, as Roland Martin found in his study, that over 72% of African Americans in particular support school choice in general and charters uh, specifically. But the overwhelming majority of the 3 million children who are in charter schools as of today are African American children. African American parents, over a million of whom are on waiting lists still to get into these same schools. So we've made micro-political decisions to vote with our feet, and yet and still the NAACP being the, the main, the, the national office, is deeply out of touch. If you look even at many of their affiliates, their affiliates support many charter schools. In fact, our charter in uh, Connecticut could not have happened without the support of the NAACP, which, by the way, jumped behind us and pushed the governor to make sure this happened. And then finally, the data is really clear. The data is so clear that African-American children in general and African-American children, males in particular, actually perform better in charter schools than any other type of school, K-12, to period, bar none. So for the first time in American history, we've actually begun to undercut the number of children who are going to and through the, the, prison, the school to prison pipeline. And here comes the NAACP, old and, and out of touch, talking about, hey, let's go back to the old days. Now, and I mean, one of the things that has come up and, you know, this is, you know, years of research here at Dropout Nation. You know, the NAACP has been receiving lots and lots of money from the NEA and the AFT, which have opposed charter schools. In fact, we know over the past the past five years, it's in, the amount of money they get has increased by a fifth by a sixfold from twenty five thousand to one hundred fifty one thousand seven hundred dollars last year alone. One of their biggest funders. I mean, what what impact do you think this teachers union money is having on the thinking within NAACP? Well, the teachers union money is driving. It's not just the money, but it's their full on writing of the NAACP's platform. And you know, brother, if you look at the basic tenets of the AFT and the NEA and that which they support, it is 100% aligned with the NAACP. It is lifted from the annals of the AFT and NEA. There's not even any creativity in it. And then when pressed on it, they have no depth of understanding. When, when I was on Roland's show uh, uh, talking about this, one of the representatives of the NAACP, a gentleman by the name of Hillary, kept, re- kept referring to studies that the... Uh, that the charter schools are resegregating at a rate higher than the, which is just not, it's just not true. 
the, the actual study that he wishes he, he should refer to is from Harvard, which says that the traditional public schools are participating in zip code discrimination, which, by the way, was found to be unconstitutional in 1954 by guess who? The NAACP pushing their attorneys to make this thing happen. So they're actually pushing children into the very schools that they fought to get children out of. It's an abomination of their own history. It's amazing to me because, you know, the NAACP should be standing for black children and should be standing for improving quality of high quality education for black children. Yet they don't seem to be they don't seem to be interested in improving education, in fact, providing high quality education for black children, especially for black boys. I mean, what do you think about that? Well, it's clear. They have no interest. They've shown that they have no interest at all in putting the children before the employment. Even in a conversation with the NAACP, one of the first statements was they have all these uncertified teachers. Well, A, that's not true. In fact, in states like New York, you have to have at least 75% of the faculty to be certified. And if certification were the indication of quality, then you'd have to explain why in schools throughout America, traditional public schools, you have 100% of the faculty certified and 95% of the children not reading, writing, and doing math above at or at grade level. So if certification were in fact the indication, then many of these people who've received degrees from colleges should say that those degrees are worthless because their teachers, quote unquote, were not certified. They're not. You don't need to be certified to teach at a college or university. You need to be certified to teach at Andover, Exeter, Choate, um, or any of the top performing schools in America. So certification is not the indication of performance, but that is the hymnal from which the teachers union only sings from. And so therefore, when the NAACP just parrots what the masters of the of their destiny, who are, of course, the teachers union, tell them to say, they end up talking about what the teachers union wants and not what the black community needs. Mm. It's amazing to me because it's a, it's, I mean, at this time, we're, I mean, we've seen all the recent NAEP reports. We've seen OCR data from the Office of Civil Rights of the Department of Education. And they they seem to be focused on charter schools, but they're not thinking about other issues such as, you know, school discipline. They're not thinking about issues such as the as the matter of ki- of black kids not getting getting into advanced placement courses, getting into international baccalaureate courses, courses that can help them get into college even within traditional public schools. I mean, I mean what do, do, does it seem to be a disconnect between, you know, what the NAACP says they want to do and what they really care about doing? Well, this the I don't care what a person says as much as I care about what they do and what the NAACP is doing. And we should make the distinction here. This is not the NAACP in mass. It's, in fact, the national organization. It's not the local chapters. As I travel the country, and I do, as I work in the community, and I do, I'm not stuck in some Maryland think tank that's called the NAACP. (laughs) I see what actually black people want. I see that black churches 
are fighting and getting charter schools. I see that people like Bishop T.D. Jakes has a charter school in Houston. I go around the country and I see that some of the most revered educator of, uh, educators of our time come from the charter and choice sector. So when we look, and, and some of the baddest schools, baddest meaning ba- good, not bad, some of the best schools in America are being run by black people. The only way that we were able to arrest control of our destiny was to start charter schools. Our school in, in Bridgeport started by an entirely African-American community contingent made up of, of pastors and uh, community members who came together to start a school in a city in which 94% of the children are reading, writing, doing math below grade level. Our school in Harlem started by an, a 100% African-American board and, of course, organization. We are just the latest wave of individuals who have come, both black and white, to provide legitimate, authentic, meaningful education to African-Americans in their community and, and combating the racism that said that children who are born into zip code discrimination are inherently disadvantaged. You look at even schools that are run by white folks like Success in um, New York or Idea in um, in Texas. You'll see that these schools, some of the top performing schools in America, not just caveated in urban settings, but throughout the country. In fact, Idea Public Schools, which is a charter school network in uh, mainly Texas, has six high schools, four of which are rated by the Washington Post to be among the most rigorous high schools in the United States of America. Top 50, top 50, four of their schools, four of their six are top in the country. And they're almost 100% minority, many of whom are Latino, so Latino that you can actually see Mexico from some of their schools. Some of these children are undocumented and they're coming to the school. I met a young man who said that he came to the U.S. as a freshman in high school. He's going to Brown as a senior. So we're trying to stop those schools. That's what we're trying to stop. We're trying to send those children back into these failed barrio schools. These failed, I mean, we're not even talking about failing. They haven't just failed African-Americans, Latinos. They failed white kids. 75% of children who took the ACT in 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. ACT, 75%. White kids are not college ready. They failed. They failed. I mean, all the data has said, if you look at NAEP, if you look at any of the national studies, they're saying the same thing. Meanwhile, all the teachers union have as, a, as, as an excuse is we're teaching to the test. Well, damn it, if you're teaching to the test, why do you keep failing it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is an important question. And, I mean, and finally, I mean, what do, what do we as black people do? What do we do, both you know, black folks who, you know, whether or not you're in reform, in the reform movement, whatever your feelings about the movement itself, what do we do in 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 challenging this terrible, honestly anti-intellectual thinking by NAACP National? Well, the black parents. That, well, here, here's the sad part for the NAACP. National, the NAACP has become. Um, I want to call it obsolete but a dinosaur in the conversation around parents' rights. It, it, is, it is a non-factor. The only reason why people will talk about this moratorium is because we're talking about it. 
The fact is that no one who I respect considers the NAACP's national platform on education when making any personal decisions. No parent is going to say, you know, I was going to pull my child out of the school in which they pat him down every single day before he walks in the building, go through his bag. I was going to take him out of that school for a school that sends 100% of his graduates on the four-year colleges that's two blocks away that's a charter school, but the NAACP is calling for a moratorium. Nobody's saying that. The, the <laughs> fact is that they are a non-factor. They are literally a non-factor in the conversation. They have been co-opted, and they're being pimped by the teachers' union. And that's, it's just that simple. By a couple of whack intellectuals who want to give people the impression that they're doing something, when in fact that they're not. You recognize that if you look around our community, the most celebrated educators at the most celebrated schools are not the traditional failed schools and not the traditional uh, principals in those schools. It's individuals who ventured off on their own, many of whom are African-American, who have come from meager circumstances, who are doing all that they can to change the world. We're talking about people like a sister like Charlene Reed, who runs Dr. Charlene Reed, who runs Bronx Schools for Excellence. Bronx Schools for Excellence is a national blue ribbon school, one of the highest performing schools in America. This sister, this sister was born in South Central Los Angeles. We're talking about mm. brothers who, who run 10 and 12 charter schools in um in D.C., some of the top performing schools in the state. I mean, I'm sorry, in the, in, the, in the district. You look around this country and you will see men like uh, Tim King, who sent 100% of his African-American young men to four-year colleges every single year. Every single year. You want to shut those schools down? We're talking about Jeffrey Canada, who's purchased, who's, who's purchased 120 blocks in Harlem, completely redefined the way in which African-Americans see themselves and black people see themselves as potentially educated. This brother has done that. You want to stop that? For what? What is your justification? Where is your rationale? Where is your data? Why? Because there are a couple whack intellectuals who are on college campuses and they really are. I mean, they're a joke. They are a joke. You can't take them seriously. Ask them, can you take me to the school that has actually executed your policies and is better off as a result of it? Can you talk? <laughs> can you take me through this theory that you have? So somewhere between these um, people who just want to get put on, they want more clicks on the Internet. Or these individuals who want to be visible, they call themselves public intellectuals, which is so funny to me. Is there a private intellectual? They call themselves, they, they give themselves nicknames like hip hop. Like, okay, if, all right. if you need a nickname yeah. in order to be credible, awesome for you. Well, here comes the ultimate question. You know, do I have to ask this? I mean, per, and I know this is my personal answer, but. To me, the NAACP basically says that black lives don't matter. Well, I, I don't know what they're saying, but what they are specifically, what, I'm, what they are doing, what they're doing is they're showing that they do not have a commitment to ending the school-to-prison pipeline. In fact, what they're saying is we want to go and get children who were about to have access to a world-class education and put them back in the schools that virtually guarantee that they will be illiterate or underliterate and therefore more likely to drop out of high school, more likely to 
to fall short of their academic desires and more likely to um, be incapable of meeting the needs of their family. Listen to all of the Dropout Nation collection of podcasts. Also, read Dropout Nation every day for your news and commentary on the reform of American public education. And also read my columns in Rare and Indian American Spectator. This is Dropout Nation. I'm Rashawn Biddle. You have a great day.